The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Dr. Brian Higgins joins us from Galway for the weekly Last Word on Health. And we're going to look at the topic of dry eyes today. So what does dry eyes mean, Brian? Hi, Matt. Uh, Dry eyes, but they really mean just that. that, um, The tears are surprisingly interesting when you do a bit of research on them. And our tear film is a a protective layer that covers our eyeball. And every time we blink, our our eyelid uh, produces a little bit of tear, smooths it out so that we can see clearly and also that it can protect our eye. And it's actually created with three layers. um, And they're kind of two oily layers with a watery layer in between them. And what happens when people develop dry eyes is that there's either an irritation to the eye or a problem with the tear that allows that watery layer to escape. And as a result, the eye gets dehydrated. And if you've ever had dry skin, you know, it gets irritated very easily. So the eye gets more irritated and becomes even drier. And it's one of those things that's really, really, really common. It can probably affect about a third of people over the age of 65. And it's especially common in postmenopausal women. And it's one of those things Sorry, that causes a bit of Brian, irritation, but just, not, yeah. Go back to the tears, though. Just as, again, what they're made up of and what they do and how they're made. Well, they're made. So there's two glands in your eyes. Um, there's a lacrimal, lacrimal gland, which kind of produces water and salt and protein. And then there's a mebomium gland. Anyone who's had a mebomium cyst, you can get these big swellings where they'll swell up, produce lipids and oils. So you have kind of mucus over the eyeball, wash over that, and then oil over that to seal it all in. Okay, so just take again, like who gets these dry eyes and why does it happen to them? Well, they're really, really, really common and there can be environmental reasons and kind of internal reasons, if you like. So anyone who spends a lot of time at a computer screen, you actually blink an awful lot less. And if you're blinking less, you won't be producing the oil and it'll tend to evaporate off. And anyone working in a dry, dusty condition, again, that water is just evaporating off and not being replaced. And then for people with certain skin conditions like eczema, psoriasis and rosacea, they're very prone to dry eyes. Anyone with an autoimmune condition, contact lens wearers, um, certain medications and people and women after the menopause. So there's a big long list of things that can cause it. Um, So as a result, it's very common. Yeah, the medications, antihistamines and certain antidepressants. Why so? Mm. They just affect how the tear is produced. Like if you think of it, if you have a runny nose and you take an antihistamine, it's going to dry up your nose. Unfortunately, it's going to dry up your eyes as well in certain cases. Not for everybody. And certainly people can get uh, eye issues from allergy. So you wouldn't say that antihistamines are bad for your eyes. But occasionally you'll find somebody will come in with kind of chronic dry eyes. It's been very difficult to treat and you might need to change their medication. And certain antidepressants can... Um, As you can imagine, they affect receptors in your body that do something. And unfortunately, a lot of medications that we have that are very effective often tend to have side effects that can be a bit irritating. And is dry eyes one of the main reasons why people don't use contact lenses and go for glasses instead? Um, I Well, I'm a glasses wearer and I've always been avoiding to contact lenses because unfortunately, being this side of the table, you tend to see a lot of the problems that contact lenses cause. Um, uh, The... And one of the things I think people are very much so in the glasses camp or the contact lens camp, and it's quite the opposite. Sometimes I'll find people who really want to keep wearing their contact lenses, despite the fact that they might not suit their eyes or be causing them a lot of issues because they just don't want to wear glasses. Okay, what type of things can also lead to dry eyes in your diet? 
Yeah, so this is really interesting. So smoking is probably a really big one. So smoking um, is a general a pro-inflammatory agent and it's going to affect pretty much every part of your body and it's going to affect your tear film. But uh, a diets that are low in omega-3 fatty acids, which are your kind of very healthy fish oils, if you're low in those, it can actually dry out your tear film. And that's why when we're trying to manage something like this through lifestyle without resorting to a medication, we'll often make dietary changes and get people to increase the amount of omega-3 fatty acids in their diet. Okay, we're getting lots of questions in from listeners, so I'm going to throw some of these at you, Brian. That might be unexpected to you, but... No, it's perfect, yeah. Um, Is there a link between dry eyes, says one listener, and eye pressure? I, so eye pressure is generally um, eye pressure. When you're talking about eye pressure, you're talking about high eye pressure, a condition called glaucoma. Um, pro- one is on the inside of the eye and one is on the outside of the eye. Um, again, up to a third of people over the age of 65 will have dry eyes and glaucoma is more common in elderly patients. So you're definitely going to find that someone has both. And unfortunately, some of the treatments that we have for glaucoma can result in the eyes drying out a little bit. But there probably isn't a cause and effect there. They're more just associated that you might have both together. Melissa says, my 11 year old son has dry eye using eye drops constantly. No skin conditions, medications, doesn't wear glasses. I've been to the doctor. She wants him. She wants to do research and bring it back in two weeks. Do you have any direction for me to go with? She wants to know, Brian. Well, one of the things there is eye drops are really interesting. And if you're going to use eye drops, when we're talking about eye drops, we're probably talking about artificial tears, which are really fantastic things. They're they're amazing. Now, if you're using artificial tears for a short period of time, they're all created equally by the cheapest one. And if it suits, brilliant. Now, but if you're using artificial tears for a long time, um, again, if you're using it for weeks or months, you have to be very careful that you pick an artificial tear that's preservative free. Because what can happen is, is those bottles are sitting on shelves for a while. So we have preservatives in them to stop bacteria growing. But those preservatives can actually start to irritate the eye if you're using them for more than a few days or a few weeks. And what I've often find to patients coming into me here, and it's, eye dry eyes are one of those things. I'm not surprised you're getting a lot of questions because people don't go to the doctor with dry eyes. It's kind of something that bothers them, but they don't really do anything about it. But I find patients will be using eye drops that have preservatives in them. And actually the preservatives are perpetuating the dry eye. So to go to the pharmacist and get a preservative free eye drop would be the first thing to do. Very interesting. Listener here says, I spend a lot of time looking at screens so I invested in blue light protection glasses. They have helped massively in reducing dryness. Mm. And glasses in general. So first off, UV light is very damaging. As When we went through all our skin talks, we, we spoke about it. UV light really affects your skin. And, and anything that protects you from UV light is really going to help with your eyes. So if there's a UV protectant in your glasses, especially going outside, sunglasses can be really helpful. Um, the, UV, the, the blue light screens, I don't know, to be honest with you. Um, but if it helps the person and they're happier, brilliant. But I would be advising less screen time, if at all possible, or for someone to have a little artificial tear beside the screen that can just help. Sean is an interesting one. I work in a clean room environment with filtered air and suffer quite often from dry eye. Could this be why? Yeah, really, really, really common because generally clean rooms, but if they're um, if they've low moisture in the air, well, you're um, if you have very dry air, liquid's going to evaporate off. So if you're in a dry air room um, and it's low humidity in there, your tear is going to evaporate quicker and it'll cause dry eyes. Okay. Any other f- recommendations for people as to what they should do, Brian? Um, 
again, uh, stop smoking, uh, eat more omega-3s. Uh, if you have a problem with ongoing dry ice, do chat to the pharmacist because it's one of those things that are really, really bothersome and the treatments are generally brilliant. If it's more severe, if you're getting inflammation along the uh, eyelashes or the eyelids, if you have eye pain or if you have a change in your vision, then it's time to go to the optician or go see your doctor. Thank you very much, Dr. Brian Higgins, for our weekly Last Word on Health here on The Last Word at Today FM. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.